Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord God, that your name stays higher in all of our situations and circumstances than anything else. Uh, great is the name of the Lord that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That, Father, that we begin to just separate ourselves from anything that we've held up higher in our mind, held up higher in our emotions, that, Lord God, that the name of Jesus will be greater than anything. Father, we just apply it. We apply it. Jesus, head up. Head of everything that we think, everything that we say, everything that we do, we put you first, Lord God. And as we seek first the kingdom of God, everything else shall be added. We thank you, Lord God, that as you are first, Lord, you can also elevate us that the first shall be last, the last shall be first. That, Lord, that you are the completing factor in every solution, everything that comes our way, that it is you. We thank you, Lord God, for just blessing the service, blessing this time, that you are glorified. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I was thinking, of, and I kind of said it early, earlier about naming these set of messages short stories because we're talking about things that are short. Uh, Zacchaeus was short, so he had to go climb, and as he had to climb, get to higher ground so he could see Jesus, meaning I can't see Jesus from where I stand. I have to go up. It means I have to go up in worship, go up in prayer, go up in faith, go up in obedience. Uh, as we may say in a, in a conflict, be the bigger person. And being a bigger person means that you have to go up. And then we went to the next thing. It's talking about the shortest distance between something is obedience. Obedience is the shortest distance between uh, what God has, has called you to and how you're going to go through to get there have to be obedient. He showed Joseph uh, a dream, and then Joseph started taking the longest route to get there by talking about it to his brothers, and so that took him longer than what it should have, but he took that long route. Then we talked about on Wednesday to make a long story short, right? And if you've ever heard people say that, that usually the story's already long. But to make your, long, to make your story that has been long in your life short God is the one that's going to have to do it. Uh, I know some people that have been abused, uh, and they've still been abused every day because of that abuse happened long ago. And that story is going so long because they haven't allowed God to use, to use them to forgive the person so that story can stop. It continues until there is a stopping place. And that was just one of the parts that we talked about in To Make a Long Story Short. Uh, and so in, in your pain has a term limit. Your pain, your hurt, your frustration, your whatever has a term limit. It is not going to stay president over your life. Like it's not a dictator, right? It has a term limit and the term limit is up to us when, when we call it to an end. Uh, so today we're going to talk about man is one step short. Man's ending is God's beginning. Right. So and when like we don't like to get to this point where growing up, you say, well, I guess it's time to pray. It never should have been not time to pray. Praying should have always been always been should have always been. So Genesis, we're going to go to the first book of the Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter one and verse 24 through 31 It's a lot of scriptures, but I, I believe you came here to hear the word anyway. Right. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Now, this is after the fifth day. This is the starting of the sixth day. 
livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals, and that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings, this is the living translation, by the way, human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock of all wild, all wild animals on the earth, and the small animals and the skirt that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruits of fruit trees up for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life and that is what, and that is what happened. Then God looked over looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Amen? Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your will being done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? So I'm going to go all Hebrew definition meaning stuff on you this morning, and it's all based on the number six. Uh, on the sixth day, what is the most significant thing we see that God created on the sixth day? Man, us. Us. He created us. Six is the number of man and the number of imperfection in man's work. It is the number of man. What is the imperfection of that? Well, you go back to, Gen you go to Genesis 3 and you'll see where man also made that number six an imperfection. It is when the day he got here was the sixth day, but then as man, being man by himself, is a, is a number of imperfection, meaning that's why we needed Jesus. Okay? You get too much man in your life, you get enough sixes, you get a demon, 666. You got the ability to reject the father, six. The son, six. The Holy Spirit, six. You've got a full-fledged devil. Awesome. See, I, see I, that math came this morning in the midst of running. It's amazing. This is the number of man. What's the number of completion? Seven. I'll help you out there. Seven. Because on the seventh day, God rested. He was done. He rested. The number of completion is seven, which means if I stop at the satisfaction of my flesh, I'm not done. I have to go that next step to where God's word is able to rest in me. And that's when it's complete. But if it's just about me and if it's just about satisfying me and if it's just about me feeling good about I'll do it when I feel good, that's incomplete. That's the number of imperfection. I'm stuck on me. Since man was created on this day, it is associated with hum humanity. It's by and large the association with humanity, the things that breathe, the things that are on the earth. Stopping short is usually what happens when the flesh becomes satisfied. So my flesh is happy. I'm good. I really don't have to serve God. I really don't need to pray for anything. I really don't need, there's nothing, you know, things are good. You're short. It's, you're not fulfilling what God has called you to fulfill. Or, or, or as your kid may say to you, why do I have to do all of that? 
Because when you stop short of obeying me, only you can provide for you. So let's go and let's do the math. Just recently did this math yesterday. If you don't do all of what I said, you must feed yourself. With the bank card I've given you, I'm going to cut it off. And then I'm going to cut off the phone because you don't need me anymore. You're operating in your six. Your six is limited. Right now, I'm not God. Thank you. Aren't y'all glad that I'm not Jesus? Aren't you glad that, 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 because if it were me and I knew all I had to do was have God move a finger and kill all the soldiers attacking me, I would have crawled off the cross and slapped all of them at once and said, y'all going to hell. And nobody would have been saved. So that's why God had to be God, right? That's why I know I have to let Jesus have all control. Because the way I want to do it will be imperfected. It will not go well. So it's thinking of that, and I was, you know, telling my son, this is good. But God doesn't take anything away from us. He leaves it available to us. We, we can stop short of receiving it. Huh? It's got to follow through. A follow through, even with our children. We have to follow through. Our kids have an expectation. We want them to do better. But if they see us stopping short, they'll stop short. If they see us only going so far, they'll only go so far. Right? And so we got the extra mile. As John Maxwell said, the extra mile is never crowded. No one ever likes to run the extra mile. It's doing what I can. However, when your kids get in trouble, isn't it amazing how much longer you can pray when things are not right? How long you can worship when things are not well? How many verses you can look up? When things are, and if the devil finds out that that's the only time you'll pray and look up things, he'll make sure you stay on your knees all the time because he'll keep setting things on fire. The goal is to pray before there's trouble so trouble can't get there. And if trouble does arrive, you've been so full in the presence of God, you know that God's got it covered. I refuse to be a six man. I refuse to come off the bench for anything. I'm going to work with God. So, however, if you stop on that number, the breakthrough or blessing will be temporary and the supernatural will be missed. Can you imagine of a time you stopped on six? Let me help you and let me remind you. Let me tell you when you were a six person. When someone told you off or said something to you and you made sure you did not rest until you responded. That's six stuff. Six stuff, <laughs> make sure you get even. That's six stuff. Six stuff uh, won't let people uh, merge in traffic. Six. I'm stuck on six. Waking up mad. I'm stuck on six. You ever got some people that don't just look forward, don't, don't raise your hand or anything. They come home in six. <laughs> We're so close to the edge. There's so many things that... <laughs> Miss Rita would be, I could just feel her eyes right now looking at me like, you need to move on. You've been stuck on six yourself where you can't get past something that hurt you and you're just stuck there. God, I want to be able to rest, but this still bothers me. I want to be able to move on, but I, I'm stuck here on six. Trying to explain that to these, these little kids and, and one little dude made sure he was going to make sure that, that I would have to work for whatever I was working for on Thursday. He started acting out immediately, running up, running into the door. 
uh, falling down, acting like he was, I mean, he was just, just wild. And they kept telling me, they kept apologizing. Oh, he's bad. He's, you know, he's going to do weird stuff. And, you know, you know, he may not be able to stay in there. And we don't want you to feel bad. I was like, man, y'all must don't know what neighborhood I grew up in. Bad was all us. You know, and, and so th when they did finally bring him in, and I mean, he sat there. As I was talking, he was sitting there. I mean, he never budged. He never moved. And, and then at one point, as I was walking back and forth, and I turned back, I didn't see him sitting anymore. He was laying there on the floor. And they came to get him. And I'm thinking, if he's laying there quiet, leave him. Apparently, he was doing some other things while he was down there. To me, that's a man on six. Something has happened to them. And I, there's a range of things. This is why we talk about the kids who are trying to act hard and go get in these places where you don't ever know who you're having to share the situation with of the students who've been abused. Uh, and the first groups who was chemically abused, who've been trying to uh, snort chemicals and, and things and have gotten themselves in such a bad way, they didn't think that they could make it any further. However, what I was explaining to them, you can, you, what you start with is not what you're stuck with. What you turn to is not what you have to turn into. You can actually turn towards something greater. You can actually be better. And you can see that, that that first group who had actually been through some stuff had really seriously realized that, man, I almost ended my life. I was that close. The end of it, when you ask, you know, uh, you know the, the one thing I said, man, do you guys have any questions? The one thing they ask is, what made you turn to this? And I'm thinking, I just told you for 55 minutes why I turned, and that's your question. Sometimes they still think, because I'm so angry, there's no way I can turn. And I had to tell them, it doesn't matter who abused you, who took advantage of you, even when you took advantage of yourself, you can still turn. You have to take your turn in order to turn. It's up to you now. It's not an accident that I'm here. By the way, the lady that invited me uh, used to be, and I told her right on Wednesday, had a really bad attitude. That's how I, I met her. She was in my training. She has a bad attitude, and I had to check her in the training. She's popping off to me, which I enjoy. I like a good challenge for a teacher to do that. And she was telling all the people beforehand, he won't have any problem speaking up. Apparently, they've been bringing people there that wouldn't speak. God doesn't bring us to places by accident. He wants to use each and every one of our stories. And, and even if it's a short story, it's a great one. But you got to know what yours is. If man, if six is the number of man, don't stop there at what you can do. Go further to where you have to lean on all that God can do. Second Corinthians 5, 7, walk by faith, not by sight. I don't want to stop on what I can do. If I can do it, that's not a miracle. If I can do it, I don't need to pray. That's, that's not, that's, what, what is that? Why do I need to pray what I can do? I need to pray what God can do for me. Seven is the number of completion to enter into rest. If we are just satisfied with what satisfies us rather than what satisfies God, we will remain in unrest. Right? So, man, I haven't rested in a while. My flesh is getting too much. This is what I found out that when, I mean, y'all know if you don't eat, here's what I understand. How many of y'all, when you eat, you get sleepy? How many of y'all, when you don't eat, you get sleepy? Which one is it? 
right? There's got to be a medium ground, right? People say, when I eat, I just pass out. When you don't eat, first of all, you get angry. Let's, let's tell the truth. Then you may go to sleep if you never get anything because you need to go to sleep to keep from committing a homicide. So you, you have to lay down. Right. However, what I was noticing during this time where I had gotten addicted to, and I know this is going to sound weird, to not eating. Something took over where I was no longer eating and where Justice was sitting there, man, go get something to eat. You are actually falling asleep in the middle of the day, which was uncommon. There's a healthy balance. You can overdo something, even if it's a good thing. Right? There's only them smoothies just wasn't lasting all day. You know, you can have all the protein in that smoothie, all the sunflower seed butter, and all the kale you want, but at some point, you're going to need to put something with some substance in it that you have to warm up. I don't know if it's carrot, some butter, whatever. To put it in there, and I think a lot of times we try to live off this, this uh, spiritual diet, and we end up not having enough strength to walk out the very obedience God calls us to because we're on a, on a diet rather than on a meal plan. In Philippians 1, 6, we know it well, for I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will continue to perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. God begins what kind of work? Good ones. He doesn't begin bad ones. He begins good work. He begins the good work. God starts the good. The new covenant that Jesus gave us at the cross was the ability to receive his spirit and walk in the seventh day rest of his beginning, right? God says, I start good stuff. He that began a good work in me. How can I finish what God started? I have got the ability to walk in that seventh day, which on the seventh day, God rested, right? And so if God started good work in me, I can rest in the good that what God started because he's going to finish good because he'll say at the end, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So it's the good that makes the good as I walk and obey the good and believe that God is good. Thank y'all for participating. I'll give you another shot. I know it was a little slow. I know you didn't know what I was expecting from you, but that's what it was. I'm not a six day. God took all seven days to complete creation. So I'm not going to stop on six because if I stop on six, I stop on me. That means I'm stopping short. I'm not good enough to be married for 25 years. I need the spirit of God to do that. And I have to trust him every day. Not that she's that bad, but I'm not that good. How's that? By the way, anybody with their interpretation issues, I got it on tape. Seventh day. God, Jesus got up and gave us seventh day. God rests in you. That's a seventh day. That's a seventh day, seventh day miracle, Christ and the resurrection. Once you got born again, you entered into eternal rest. Right? That means you can be awake and be in eternity at the same time. Right? Rest. I rest in you. Anyone that's outside of Jesus, they're living at the number of man. Even from the very beginning of creation, you're living with, what else did he create that day? The animals, them scurry things. Y'all hear how many times little things scurried along the ground? And so if you are stopping on you, you stopping that animal. And in this world, we're saying people act like animals. 
We're seeing some things that were there resembling the one thing they were created on the same day of. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, I want to kind of continue on on this rest thing about man is one step short, which means man's got the ability to take another step. It's just a step of God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And, and, and instead of rest, say, I'll give you seven. Okay? So, and I'll give you Seven. Thank you all so much. There you go. So I kind of messed that up. I meant to do it the other way. So, so he says, come to you, and, I, and I'll get you to that day you've been waiting on. Come to me, and I'll get you beyond you. I'll get you to a place that where even though you haven't been able to love before and you haven't been able to keep good relationship before or even those bad relationships that went on, but now that you got something good, you're going to have to let God make you a seven. Because if not, you'll run it off. Got to get you there. I got to get you out of your six so we can get you to your seven. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in, your, in heart, and ye shall find seven unto your souls. Thank you so much. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you are carrying too much, you haven't given to God. You can, go, you can go get all the jobs in the world. You can go do all of that stuff. But if you don't have a space where God is entered in and a space that's protected for your will with God, you are going to end up short. Short. And all the things that you do, short, no matter what. So, so we come to God with, with weights. It is, it's living unto God that delivers us from the weight. So God gets us to seven. So I can only carry so much. I can only do so much. I can only uh, have so much. I can only have so many clothes. You, you know, you mean, so, I, don't raise your hands, but some of us have stuff we haven't worn in over years, but we can't muster up the strength to go give it away for some reason. Right? Okay. I have stuff, I, let me help y'all out because y'all don't, y'all struggling with yourself. I have stuff I need to give away. It hasn't been worn. It's not going to be worn. I don't see a time I'm going to do it. Every time I look at it, I say, I need to give that away. There's no, it's just sitting there. Somebody else could use that. I'm not going to be able to put it on. It doesn't work. I'm never going to get to that end of the closet. And you know why? Because I go back and I go, hey, I haven't worn that in a few weeks. Let me go back to that. And a lot of times what happens is in our faith, we hang on to things that we need to get rid of. You're not going to be able to wear that hate for another year. You're not going to be able to wear that disobedience, that unforgiveness, that bitterness, whatever it is. You can't wear it anymore. It doesn't fit you. You're out of those sixes. You wear sevens now. Can you dare think about wearing a, size, a shoe size? <laughs> One size too small. <laughs> you, you walk differently in two little shoes. Listen, I, I used to wear them when, when, you know, when I went to dress up, but stuff didn't fit and we didn't have enough money to buy them. I would, you know. Have you had your feet curled up all day? All day, and they developed knots. Not bunions, corns. That was, that was good. But when you got knots on them, that means your cramp turned into something. You, you know, you, you trying, you know, you're hanging on the wall because you think if you move, your feet going to bust right out of them. Ever done that? Ever wore something too little? 
Your freedom is restricted. Man, I, I really need to move on because I want y'all to love me, not just for who I am, but for what I say. And I'm looking for a way to move on, but I'm stuck on six. I need to get to seven. I need to get into another size. I need to admit that I'm bigger now than what I used to be. Need to admit that. Okay, it is under the direction of God, there you go, that keeps us from falling under the weight of the world. Man, I mean, I, I, again, if I take on too much, that means I haven't given up enough. That means I'm trying to be faithful and in control. Then I can't have faith and control at the same time, one or the other. God, you're in control. I'm going to walk by faith. If I'm in control, that means I'm not going to be walking by faith. God, I only want to do it if I can control it. And he's like, that's not God. That's you. That's your ability. You can look around and, and tell you for a fact there's absolutely no way. And by the way, that little place on Thursday, I sweat like this too. So it's not you. It's me. Still sweating for these guys' lives are in it. And in fact, I sweat more that day thinking they don't know that they think they're going to be hard-nosed criminals from Leander and hard-nosed criminals from Taylor, Texas. And you're in the suburb. You're in the country. You're a country gangster. <laughs> and I'm, that's what I was thinking. Like, where y'all from, by the way? Leander. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you uh, neighborhood gangster. However, in their mind, they believe they're from the hood. Even if it has neighbor in front of it. That's what they believe. And then they, when you try to act like something you're not from, all you can do is get in trouble. All you can do is get pulled down. So I was trying to tell them, be where you're from. I mean, you know, we didn't have a five-bedroom house growing up. Everybody didn't have a room. I didn't get my own room until my sister graduated. And that was four kids down. Then we got to have our own room. Other than that, we shared, right? We shared. We shared these things. Again, we look at how much access to somebody else's life that we try to live. That's what these guys are doing, are living at somebody else's life. Oh, they can look on TV or they can look on social media and say, here's a life I think I got. So, no, you don't. You don't have that life. What you have is an opportunity to do better, and now you're just putting your mother through some things. Oh, and I almost got kicked out. Oh, this is so good. I almost got kicked out when I got to the juvenile justice department because the little boy started yelling at his mom at the front desk. And I thought, I can end this right now. But they was like, until she wants to end it, he's going to keep doing it. He said, all you'd be doing was jumping into something she's going to take right back. He shouldn't even be talking to her like that, but she allows it. I thought, well, maybe if she watched him get drugged across that parking lot and let me hit him with my car a couple times. But apparently that ain't spiritual. That ain't what they asked me to do there. But I was just telling the front desk lady, that doesn't make sense for what he was saying to her. Or I could escort him out the door, but just miss the opening. Just run him into the door a few times. Like, 
the stuff that goes through you, and it's like, I, I don't want to stop on six, right? I, I, wanna, I knew this message was coming. I need to get them to seven, which means I can't get them to seven if all I am is a six. And sometimes we want kids to go to places we haven't even been. Want them to be free when we're not. So it is lighter to walk in all of God with all of God's instructions than it is to settle for an easy way out that is outside of God's direction, right? First Peter 5 and 7 says this, casting all your care upon the Lord. I want to I wanna cast our care is the seventh day of rest in our assignment. Whatever you're struggling with, here God, here it is. Here it is. If six is the number of man, I, I can't stop at six. I can't stop at just being satisfied. If, if six is the number of man, I can't stop at just getting married. I need to go be a complete man so I can stay married. Right? If six is the number of God, I can't stop at just having a job. I need to go and, and give to God with what, God, what I'm earning. Right? I, I don't want to just be a six man. I don't want to be that six. And again, if I add up enough sixes... I get a demon. I like saying that just because it came this morning. Seventh day of rest in our assignment. How many of y'all still believe that if you, like, if, you're, if you have been rung up at the grocery store and it comes to 666, how many of y'all try to buy something else? to get? Like, see, we, see, we all there. We're the same way. Hey, can I get some gum or a salad? Or what, what do you got? Do you need some money, little girl? Let me put that on the books. <laughs> right? We all just don't want to land there. No one wants to land at our own imperfection. No one wants to land on just depending on me. I need something greater so I can do something greater. But I've seen that. I've seen where people go, hang on, will you take some lint? Can I return something? I do not want to end up on them sixes. God understands that. He understands our cares more than us. How many of y'all know that God can take care of your cares more than you can? God can take care of your spouse more than you can. God can take care of your kids more than you can. But you have to give them over to God and follow God's instructions. If not, you will leave them. I, and I, it was, um, I, I love our parents here. I know our parents here who love their kids and, and straight up, well, hey, look, Pastor, let's, 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 let's get on this. Let's do what we got to do. Let's take care of them. And so we can reach out to them. God understands our cares more than us, and God wants them so that we can fulfill his purpose without being overwhelmed with daily issues around us. It is hard to function when you've got trouble in your house. Hard to function when your kids are in trouble. Hard to function when your stuff is in trouble. Hard to function when the water stops working at the church and you're supposed to go up and pray, and you don't know what they done done, and you can't reach nobody, and... God says, cast all your cares. Either you're going to believe your messages or not, let these people go to breakfast. Joshua chapter 6, verse 15 through 16. The wall, the Jericho wall, they marched around it seven times. If not, I was going to tell you that anyway. Okay? They needed to take the city. There was a wall in front of it, right? Right? If you guys, you know, about, about, our, about our Impala, it was a wall they could overcome. They could jump it if they're willing to take the steps. You're going to go to battle. God says, take some musical instruments and some candles. God don't fight like we fight, right? He says, get you some candles. You imagine that. We're going to go take the city of Jericho. What do we need? Candles and a guitar. 
Okay, God, you didn't hear me. We're going to go fight people. Yes. Get your guitar. Sing with some candles. Oh, we're going to light them on fire. No, that's just so you don't step on anything while you're walking. I don't fight the way you fight. All right, okay. So they're marching around the city, and you go six times, and they go, and the six times, so here we are. Then on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. They rose up complete, they marched complete, and on that day, they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. He never said, go fight. I think a lot of times we're fighting things God didn't call us to fight. He just called us to pray and worship and believe him. Quit fighting things that... You are not supposed to be fighting. In fact, the Bible says we don't even wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities. Quit trying to convince people that don't listen to you. Trying to explain to someone, if that person doesn't want you, you can do all the stuff in the world to try to get them. Why don't you just go get God who wants you? Can't get them. They're trying to convince them. So just beyond the day of man is the breakthrough and victory of God. When you're at the last, I, I can't take anymore. I'm at the end of all I can do. Great. Now get your seven. Now say, God, I need you to come in. I need you, God. Get your seven. So at the end of our human robe is the hand of God. Faith activates day seven, no matter where we are in our situation. And I was thinking about these, these young men that are, these young men and young, young ladies that were there too. So they brought the, the, the girls out. And they have to actually keep these guys separate, obvious reasons, but, but even more so because of the, the violence part of it. And, and they said, until my parents quit letting me run over them, I'm going to run over them. Stand up. They, they don't stand up to me. And I go, that doesn't mean that's in your best interest. And maybe they don't stand up to you because they're maybe frustrated or disappointed in what they may be going through in their own life. So you're, being, you're not being any different than the people who took advantage of them when they were younger. So what you thought you're telling me is your excuse for being in here is really not an excuse at all. Your excuse for being in here is your decision to make the choices you made. You could tell I was getting to say stuff that the other adults who wanted to say those things didn't get to say. Sometimes we have to show up with a voice, but I refuse to be a step about me. All right? It's got to be that next step where God comes in. So faith activates day seven. No matter where we are in our situation, if we are not competing with God's word, he can complete us in his will. So if I don't compete with God's word and argue with God's word, I can be complete in God's will. Did God really say? It's amazing that people think that, well, God made all the plants, so that means we can do anything we want with them. That is not necessarily true. In fact, one of the trees, he said, don't touch it all. What he did do was he says, I've completed you in my image. I want you to take on my image, but don't stay there. Go and rest in me. Become complete. Don't be the same thing. In other words, don't be like grandfather, daddy, and your 
there's a day seven. You don't have to stop here. And just because everybody else has stopped here, that doesn't mean that's going to be your number. Amen? And I want you guys to bow your heads. Come pray over you. As you're bowing your heads and, and just even in an attitude of just silently praying, and I want you just to begin to just begin thank God for where you are, but also begin to thank God for where he's going to take you. That you're not that person. You're not that another six in the family. You're not just another one of those uh, statistics that it's going to turn into what always was and always been and always has of, of your family life. God has another step for you. He has another number for you. He has another place for you. And Father, I just pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that, that remove us from that place where we stop, where we tend to get to the end and intend to give in and give up. Uh, give us that place, Lord God, that where as Moses who lost his temper and then ended up losing four decades of his life because he lost his temper. That, Father God, we don't want to be in that place. We receive coming out of the sixth place. And whatever that is in our lives and whatever that is in our moment, we receive that, that we're coming out of that place and entering into your rest. In our bodies physically, that by your stripes we are healed. I come out of this place of six and, and trying to do it all on my own and trying to do it my right way. I give up control so that my wife can help me. I give up control so that my, my husband can help me, my children can help me. I give up control so that my, so that my faith can help me. I must release, I must allow others to do things so that I can see the hand of God, so I can see what God is doing. And Father God, I thank you for your will. I thank you for your purpose. And Father, we just thank you that this is just a blessed time to be able to walk by faith. I am more than just a man. I've accepted Jesus. I have eternal life in me. I have an opportunity to rest. I have an opportunity to walk by faith and not by sight. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're in there and you're saying, man, I, I'm just stuck on that, that six. I just need prayer to get past my human frustration or my human failures or my, my human abilities. And, and I know there's another day. I know there's a better day. I know there's better days in me. And pastor, I just want prayer. I know I heard your message, but I, I want prayer to get past my number, get past me being just man. If you, that's you. I want you just to raise your hand so I can pray over you. I, I want to love better. I want to be able to do this. I, I know I could be great in this marriage, but I'm stuck on six, stuck on this place. I, I know I can be a good father, but I'm stuck on six. I'm stuck on frustration or a good mom or a good parent. I'm stuck on six, and, and I want to call you out of six and into the rest. So, Father, I thank you. You saw the hands that were raised. And I pray over each and every person. I thank you for calling them out of their frustration. I think starting right now, anytime things are about to just blast out of them and, and blurt out of them, Lord God, I thank you for stopping them and saying, no, there's a, there's a better word that you need to speak that's going to bring rest to all of you. There's a, there's a better attitude that you can say and, and use that's going to bring rest instead of this turmoil. I believe that I am bringing forth out of you not just a man or, or just a human, that the Spirit of God is going to be the thing that flows best out 
out of you. Your seven, your rest, your day, your completion. That, that all the things you've been striving for to get past, you're not going to be the man that's addicted or the person that's addicted. You're going to enter the seventh day and enter into the rest of, of being free. And who the son has set free is free indeed. You're no longer abused. You're no longer put down. You're no longer the one who can't hold on to the good things. But you're entering into seventh day. And, and as God said, and God said it was good. You're good. And Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I'm not adding up sixes. I'm actually entering into the next number. Entering into the day of rest. And Father God, I thank you for blessing the work of my hands. If you're in here and you've never received Jesus, the actual modern day seven, never ever, you've never received him, said, I, I want to be born again. His hands are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. We just want you to be right with God. We thank you, God. We thank God for that. And so we'll pray. We'll pray and believe God for you just to receive. Get enter into the rest, out of the humanity, into God's eternity. Everybody put one hand over your heart. Lift the other hand toward heaven. You can sit there and do this and just repeat with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you as I give you my heart according to your word to be born again I must believe that Jesus died and he rose from the grave that I may be born again today I receive that thank you Lord Jesus I am not just a made man I'm an eternal man I have destiny with Jesus eternal life forever I'm living in the seventh day I can rest now. I am not lost. I am found. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Y'all give Jesus praise for that.